Everybody stop what you're doing, please. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Where's the hammer? From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it. And Eric is here to guide the way. Is it on the, uh, go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. These are the wrong plans. These are the old plans. Welcome to Stop It! Around the House with Eric G. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. This is the Pro Insider episode every Thursday. Thanks for joining us. This is where we talk about stuff for the interior design, residential construction industry. So basically anything doing around your house for the trades, this is for you guys today. Well, today I wanted to talk about something that uh, is, well, important for me because it's something that I see, it's a trend that's changing so much especially in the design world. And so I wanted to talk about this today because this can affect anything from lumber building material dealers, your traditional lumber yard that sells cabinetry, to your residential kitchen and bath company, to even your design build company. And here's what we're going to talk about today because I think this is an important one and we'll just kind of go this as long as we want to with this. And I want to, I want to hit some important points. Our consumers that are buying cabinetry. Now, builders a little bit less, but if you're talking about people that are going to be doing a residential remodel or even have a custom home, they want to have, they want to be able to do a lot of online shopping to get the process started. And quite frankly, as a designer, you want them to do some of this as well with, of course, some guidance. Here's what I mean. You know, 10 years ago, people would go on your website. They'd see a couple cute little pictures. Oh, nice kitchen. I like that. Oh, they've got these cabinet lines. They might look through a brochure. You're good to go. That's all you needed to have. Today, it is a completely different experience if you want to dominate your game. Here's what I mean. Now, I think really you should be looking at, if you're not already doing it already, you should have a fairly interactive website. What do I mean by that? Well, I want it where, and consumers want this as well, they want to be able to jump on the website, easily navigate it, but I'm even going to say they should be able to do some design work of their own on your website. That's what's going to keep them on there and keep them, well, wanting to do business with you. If you still have that 10-year-old website that shows cabinet brands, links to their website, maybe ones that don't have... uh, you know, retail numbers on it and, and a, a bunch of cool pictures and, and, and maybe a video testimonial, you're behind the game right now. You should be looking at creating a website that gives them a shopping experience online. Now, of course, you don't want your consumer designing out a kitchen and coming in and buying it because that's just going to be a the nature of the beast there. I mean, that's, that's an Ikea or a Home Depot move or a Lowe's move. And I don't think anybody wants to get down that road because it's filled with rocks and disasters. But if you create this, you can have them spend some of their own time and you can help weed out some of those consumers that have no intention of buying anything through your website at this point. Maybe they, maybe they are dreamers, you know, and there's lots of different types of consumers out there. 
you're going to have that percentage of what I call dreamers. These are the ones that are going to come in, go onto your website, come into your showroom, come into your retail location. They've got that dusty set of plans that they bought online 10 years ago, and they're going to build that home, and they just kind of want to see what that kitchen looks like. I'm going to tell you that 80% of those people right there don't complete that project. That's the dreamer. It's the one that just doesn't happen. They're always looking ahead. It's just they just don't have the resources, the drive, or whatever it is to get that going. It's just not going to happen. So those are the dreamers. You want to be able to keep them, one, happy, two, in case they do decide to pull it off and come into a way that they are, you want them to do business with you. You've already had them in your showroom. Let's not convert it into a sale. But more importantly, you want to be able to give the people the right tools and give them the confidence that you've got what it takes to do their project. Now, if they go onto your old website and take a look at it and, you know, it's fairly ho-hum, they can't figure out what's going on there. They might not take, with COVID and things like that, the time to come in and actually look and see what you've got going on inside your showroom. Now, the more you can do in, in, in today's, I'm not going to call it the new world because it's super cheesy, but in, in where we're going from here forward, you need to have that dialed in. Because really, what you want to be able to do is to have a lot of your favorite products, maybe ones you've used in current designs that you've already sold and, and published, you've got those up in there. Some of your favorite vendors, I'm sure you've got vendors that will help you put that stuff up on the website. I don't want them buying online. I want them to be able to place it on a design, play around, do that kind of thing, take a look at pictures, you know, create a scrapbook, all those things off of your website. So the more products you can put up on there, the more you can show what you do, the better off you're going to be. And uh, and 2020 Design, if you are a, a firm that uses 2020, they do have, uh, you know, website bundles that they can put in and integrate into your into your website. So take a look at 2020. And, and again, I, I don't get paid a dime by those guys to do that or talk about it, but I think it's a good idea. Now, I think it's one of those things that there's, there'll be some designer pushbacks. So there's some designers that when you put more active stuff on your website, they start, oh, wait a minute, you're taking away from my work. No, we're not. We're just trying to make sure that we get people weeded through and you get the real customers coming in the door. The more you can do to do that, that's great. Now, if you're a lumberyard out there, let's talk about this for a minute. I want to see that same activity on there because really residential remodelers that are buying through a lumberyard want to have a place that they can send their customer. If you're a lumber building materials dealer that sells cabinets, come on. You can get this dialed in. What you need to do is have that same kind of thing. The more information you have on your website, you need to be the easy button. Because that's how you take business away from the home centers. You want to have it where they can jump in there, take a look, go on there, and it's inviting. That's the key. Many times, homeowners, your customer's customer for a lumber building materials dealer, are intimidated walking into a lumber yard. So what are you doing to combat that? What are you doing? That's the thing. Many homeowners walk into a home center because, well, they don't have the builder, the remodeler and stuff that they're going toe-to-toe up with at the lumberyard. For them, it's intimidating, and I hear that all the time. And so that's one of the challenges because you want to sell cabinets. If you're a lumber building materials dealer, boxes moving out the door, 
equals profits. It's that simple. So the more you can get in there, the better off you are. So you need to have that interactive website. And to be honest, for all of the people out there, using virtual reality design is the future. And it's going to be the future for a while. It will get into augmented reality where you can combine basically what's there and the new virtual kitchen or bathroom or other interior space. But to be honest, get those dialed in because that space that you create in your showroom for virtual reality will be profitable, period. Studies show that, uh, well, 30% faster closing rate when you include virtual reality into that design. And if you're using 2020, you can export it out of there. It doesn't take you another minute to, uh, to do that. So make sure that you've got that dialed in. Because guess what happens? I mean, 30% closing, faster closing ratio? That's maybe, maybe you miss a meeting. Can you imagine not having to prepare and have a client meeting? That could save you one to three hours on a sale. Well, one to three hours, if you're a manager per person, per customer, holy smokes, guess what? You now have more kitchens, more bathrooms, more house packages being sold. So these are things that I really want you to take some time with and uh, really focus on because that website, what you're doing with that is either helping you or crushing you. It could be your biggest boat anchor that's dragging your whole firm down. So make sure that you've got that dialed in. I went on looking around just to see what some people had yesterday for websites, current companies. One of them was down. One of them all day was down. Are they in business? Yeah, they're still in business. But their interior design website, completely down. Done. So what are you doing to your website? What are you doing to your online marketing? What are you doing to make that happen? And keep in mind, you want to keep steering people that way. Now, how are you putting that into social media? That's its own beast. But you should be taking that new website with some of those design features in it and putting it out there. You know, have consumers use it. See if you can share that project of where they were playing with it and then turn around and say, okay, this is what they did on our website. And then here's what we did and here's the completed finished product. You can take those before and afters using their stuff and do some really cool stuff with it. Same thing with virtual reality. And I've t if you've watched any of my virtual reality classes or, or listened to them online for kitchen and bath designers out there, these are things that can just absolutely change your marketing. Just because you can take those pictures of your customer, grab, have them hand the phone, take some pictures of them. That way they can have it on their phone so they can share it and say, hey, go share it on social media and send them a picture of what their kitchen looks like now so they can see it or take a picture with them so you can have the, the big screen TV in the background with them in virtual so they can see where they're at. It's brilliant marketing, guys. And you could sit there and actually use that to help get more consumers or more buyers into your showroom. So that's the key right there, making sure that you've got that technology where you want it. And two, make sure that you're using it on the marketing side. Now, I'm going to hit this one one more time because it's, it's an important topic here. If you are a kitchen and bath dealer out there, you need to be doing at least every other month computer audits of your team. You're like, what is a computer audit? You need to be going through 
and watching the performance of the computers that your team, every one of your designers or drafters are using. Because right now, I'm going to say the biggest hindrance to a salesperson out there that knows how to sell. Now, you need to have a designer that knows how to sell, period. If you've got designers out there that do beautiful work and can't sell a kitchen or a bathroom or can't sell boxes out of there, guess what? You've got a wonderful designer that is just drawn. That's just another starving artist in my mind. They could be really good, but they're missing out half of the process, which is making sure that you're getting that consumer that came into you the project they need. Otherwise, they've moved on and gone to somebody else. So here's the thing. That computer that they're using can be their biggest win or their biggest loss in their workday. How so? If you've got an outdated computer that they're designing using 2020 Pro Kitchen, whatever they're using, and it's slow, and it's not a gaming computer, here's the thing. Buying gaming computers for your team or if you're a single designer, having yourself, is the key to using 2020 or any one of these design programs. Gaming computers are designed for hard use. They've got extra hard, you know, just hardened things inside of it. Big fans, air movement. You know, they're designed for being used for processing, which is what you're doing all day. If you go out and buy, you know, the standard HP or whatever brand out there you want to get, Lenovo, name it, and you meet the specifications, the meet the minimum specifications that your design program is using, you have made a massive mistake that will cost you money, period. Here's the difference. If you've got a gaming computer that is well beyond what they say you need, and I'm only talking like a $900 to $1,000 computer from Best Buy. I'm not talking about going out and getting something nutty here. But if you do that, that will pay back in its first 60 days that extra money you spend on that computer. Because literally, the difference is, is if you went out and bought that regular computer, they go to render something, they now have time to go get a cup of coffee. They can go get, ah, make a couple phone calls, chat with people in the back room. They've got five minutes that they're waiting for that to render out versus maybe 10 or 15 seconds. Now, where that gets embarrassing is when you have a customer waiting that's in the showroom and you're trying to print something out for them or you're trying to show a quick design change so you can go to contract. You can spend an extra half hour to 45 minutes per consumer just rendering the drawings so you can show them to them. And that's ridiculous, especially in today's age when these computers are so inexpensive compared to what they used to be. So go through with your team every single, uh, every other month. Make sure that things are working correctly. Even if you walk around your, your office or next time you see them, just watch it. Hey, can you render that for me real quick and see? Take a look how fast that thing renders. If it's going slow, get that computer serviced or get another one because that's going to put money back in your pocket and that's going to save you a ton of money and a ton of time because time in this situation is money. And you could have 30, 40% greater efficiency from your sales team by giving them the right computer. So don't mess that part up. So, you know, in, in, in a nutshell today, what I wanted to talk about was making sure that your website is dialed in, ready to go, that it's giving you the message you want 
and really the level of interactiveness for your design consumer. So this is for the kitchen and bath designers, lumberyard dealers, all of you guys out there. Doesn't matter if you've got even a design build firm. If you're working on that design side of the thing, make sure that website's doing what you're doing. And that way, it's 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 helping everybody out, including your team. All right, everybody. Well, we got a fun show coming up on Around the House with Eric G this weekend. We've got Danny Dwyer, who's a friend of ours, um, friend of the show. We used to work together when we all worked uh, with Alpha Media. And uh, he's on the bull here in Portland. He is a country music DJ. He is uh, uh, one of those guys that uh, I call a friend. And every time I'm in a place outside of my Portland metro area, I mean, I have been standing in line in Disneyland talking to the people in front of me Trying to get on, what was I trying to get on? Oh, we were trying to get on the um, uh, Tower of Terror. And there were some Disneyland employees in front of us. We were chit-chatting. Oh, I live in Portland. Yeah, yeah, we'll do this work on radio. Oh, you must know Danny. Had that happen. Had uh, uh, Farewell Angelina asked us that when uh, when I was in, uh, when I was in, uh, when I first met them as well. So he just knows everybody who's everybody out there. Well, he got really hurt working on this project, DIY project around his house. And I mean, really hurt. So we're going to talk about his update, but more importantly, kind of what happened, what caused it, and um, how he got really lucky with a couple things that just worked out. Because if a couple minor little details would happen differently, he might not have made it. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of that safety stuff right there. And then we've got uh, Fujitsu, Fujitsu General, need another cup of coffee this morning, on to talk a little bit about uh, mini split heat pumps, we're going to talk a little bit about that and how that works so you can have a greater understanding of what they can do around your house. Because right now, if you're going into fall and winter, and really if you're going into this season and you've got that electric in-wall heat or baseboard heat, this is stuff that's going to save you a ton of money. And you might even have some uh, in your area, you might even have some uh, good rebates and stuff that will help you pay for putting one of those systems in. And now we don't have to put in ducting and all that stuff, but it's something that can really condition your house well. And uh, the first time I really got to play with one is I watched uh, a tune-up on Skip Padel's when I was out at his house in New York, what, five years ago, four years ago? And uh, it was pretty impressive. So, um, And now, of course, they're just you know, so prevalent in residential homes out there. So that'll be coming up. And then we're going to be talking about kind of lifespan of appliances and things around your home. What's it, you know, how long does siding, this type of siding last? How long does roofing last? Appliances, all that stuff. We're going to give you some ideas all wrapped around that. And then we got so much more as well. So uh, we've got a lot more of that coming up. So make sure you tune in to Around the House with Eric G here this weekend. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening to the Pro Insider. Stay tuned next week. We're going to have some good interviews coming up here. we got some big ones coming, so uh, don't want to miss it. Have a great rest of the week. I'll see you on Saturday. Thanks for listening to Around the House Pro Insight. Around the House with Eric G. is produced by, designed by Eric G. in association with Salem Media and distributed nationally by the Sun Broadcast Group. All rights reserved. Copyright 2020 designed by Eric G. We will be back next week. If you missed part of the show, check out the podcast of all of our shows at aroundthehouseonline.com. Remember, measure with a micrometer, mark with caulk, and cut with an axe. Thanks for listening to Around the House.